Welcome to Sisterhood Meets Motherhood, the podcast where two goddesses who happen to be related by marriage discuss all things family, purpose, sisterhood, faith, spirituality, and all the other divinely messy parts of womanhood. Every other week, Kendra and Sophie unmask from all the daily roles required of the modern woman to bring you refreshing and truthful conversations that remind you that you are, in fact, never alone on the journey. Hello. Hello from the coughing child over here. <laughs> we do have a child home today, but we get to be graced with Bryston's presence. How's he yeah. doing? He's doing much better. My younger son um, throughout the night was coughing, had a little fever. And, you know, in those mom moments, you're like, I mean, it ties in perfectly with our episode today here, but um, that mom moment of like, it changes the whole course of your day. But instead of it interrupting my day, I'm using it to my advantage. We've had some really cool one-on-one time. And like Aunt Sophie just said, we get to enjoy his presence in this and energy in this uh, episode. So you get little Bryston. He he might pop in. Um, So today is grace over guilt. I'm really excited about this one because I think that guilt gets in our way so much as people, as parents. Um, but let's just jump right in. Kendra, mm-hmm. how are you being today? When I was thinking about this, the very first thought that comes to mind is excited. And that might seem silly because my whole day has been kind of turned around and I was up most of the night tired. I'm in my mom bun and workout clothes, but I'm excited because I get to be real with all of you and share that, you know, there's the possibility to change that perspective and really focus on the grace. Mm-hmm. over the guilt, which is so easy to do, to fall into that guilty pattern. There's so many types of guilt, but in my mind today, it's in that mom guilt um, mode. But so I'm excited. How are you being in the moment this morning, bright and early in Colorado? We are eight hours time difference apart as I'm over in Europe and she's in Colorado. Yeah, it's just perfect. We're having our like messy mom bun day for you. My hair probably should be on the bun, but we're just, we're just <laughs> doing it. Um, I'm good. I, um, I had a quick turnaround because I was giving a talk to a PTA group last night on the messiness of parenthood. And it was just perfect. I was like, it's good. The perfect segue into, um, into talking about letting go of some of the guilt and, but how I'm being, sometimes I jump to the thinking and logistics, how I'm actually being is, um, trusting myself. Like here we are, uh, last week we were talking about victim mentality, and, um, how I had a night where I couldn't sleep and the world was going to end, and, which is so childish. Um, and last night it did take me a little while to wind down after talking to a big group and I was chilling. I was like, okay, it's okay. Um, so I actually too feel excited to be able to just be here with you and have this conversation this morning. Me too. And I, we reminded ourselves a couple of days ago that like, the reason we started this podcast and this community and this um, these episodes was because we have really epic conversations as sister-in-laws. 
And one day we were sitting having pedicures and we were talking and everyone was just kept looking at us, like wanting to hear what we were talking about. And we're like, we should just make a podcast. And we reminded ourselves that's what it's about. It's just bringing that community to everyone else, being real and, you know, hanging out in the hood, whether it's sisterhood or motherhood or, you know, just womanhood. So I love this. And this episode is going to be incredible. Yeah. Being connected to community, whoever they are. Um, I'm reading a book right now called the healing wisdom of Africa and I can, it's so good, but, um, but I'm the part that I was just reading was about how in the West we're really picky about our community. Like we want it to be perfect. And in most of their cultures, you just have your community, like your community is your community. It's not perfect. There's light, there's shadow and, but they're your people and they don't have this epidemic of, or pandemic of loneliness. Mm -hmm. Um, both pandemic and epidemic. Um, and, and here in our country, a lot of times we isolate ourselves instead of choosing the people that we have, choosing the connection that's available to help us feel some sense of belonging. So, um, that resonates hard with my heart because the last 10 years on and off, I've had to switch countries and cultures and languages. And I'll tell you, I've had to just find community in whatever new city or language I'm in. And I was just thinking this yesterday at my son's basketball practice, there's a mom there and she's not attached to the basketball world. Like my husband's career, it's more of the children. And I told her like, I'm thankful. And I said it in Spanish. I was proud of myself, but I told her, I'm like, I'm grateful to have you as a friend here because Mm. I don't have that, but I'm, I also have to be open to whatever community is, is brought in front of you. So I love that. And it's hard to do in this world with social media and things where you want to have this perfection or create this, you know? So yeah, stepping into that's really powerful and that will help your, mind shift on grace over the guilt moments that you get caught up in. Totally. So you, you thought of grace over guilt. I I think though, I was thinking of ideas and my message to you was, but I don't know what it would be called. And you said, Oh no, that was, that was, that wasn't this one. Um, no, that was a, yeah. that's the one we're doing next. Stay tuned. But how did you, so you, you came up with grace over guilt. How did you, come bring this to mind? Like what was happening in the day to day that made you feel that this was a good next topic? This last couple of weeks have been just rough. Like sicknesses have come past the house. We're in a a region that's very dark and kind of gloomy and rainy. And I think I just, I found myself in the victim mentality, getting caught up in the guilty moments of like the house isn't clean and this isn't perfect and that's not happening. Or, you know, the little one's not making it to school enough because he's sick. Mm -hmm. And so I'm not sure if I read it or came across it in some devotional, but it just like swept over me, like grace over guilt. Like sometimes I feel like I get that, you know, like for me, it's like God speaking to me. And what I love about having the sister-in-law and Sophie that I do is that we just like jump on an audio and I'm like, oh, I thought of this. I we should do this. Da-da-da. And then we go put it in our Google Docs. And it's just like this ongoing flow and thought of like, just so you know that these, these episodes are like very thought out in our everyday lives of who we are. It's not like we're like, oh, let's just pick a topic and try to make something up about it. No, like we're real in the moment of things and we change episodes around to fit where we're feeling. And in this moment, I was needing to remind myself to give myself grace over guilt. (laughs) That comes easily in the mom world. Yeah. What, where, what are some moments or situations in the day-to-day family life where guilt might come in and get in the way for you? I feel like it starts right in the morning for school. My kids are not morning children (laughs) and I totally recognize that. So we try to prepare as much as we can at night, but 
sometimes even when I go with this intention, I go to bed and we do the oils and we tell the boys like, it's going to be a good morning tomorrow. We're going to get up. We're going to be happy. And then it feels like Hiroshima bomb is dropped in their bedroom and before the day starts. And it's like, someone's crying and mad and it's like dragging him out the door. And the little one has been um, literally been passed off the teacher screaming for the last week. Mm. And I go sit in the car and I'm like, Oh, what am I doing wrong? And so I feel like it's, it's, um, in the everyday routine of things where I feel like I set these expectations that are kind of unrealistic because they're human too. And maybe they didn't sleep good, or maybe they woke up with different emotions about going to a foreign school in a different language. And so I think the expectations just are set too high as well. And, and so, yeah, just releasing that and just focusing in on um, not letting that be so overbearing in the moment. And so have you had any? Yeah, no, it's incredible. I'll share, but it's incredible how often I hear parents. Oh no, (laughs) there's the alarm to wake up early. Um, um, but (laughs) it's a little blip. Um, we just had an alarm go off that shocked me. Um, but it's incredible how many parents that I talk to have children with normal child behavior. It would be really normal for three kiddos that just moved to a new country and are going to a new school to have dysregulated mornings. Um, they make it about, I did something wrong and then you're in guilt and it really, and it, it, I think it links to shame too. It's like, I did something wrong. I must be a bad person and, and we can get stuck there. So I really encourage definition of guilt, uh, before we started, I'm like, what is the actual definition? And in the, it says it's a bad feeling caused by thinking or feeling that you have done something bad or wrong. And shame is just like tied right into that. Right. Mm -hmm. And then I find myself like, God, like I get mad or say something or I yell at them. I tell them to do this. And then they get to school or they lay down and they go to sleep at night. And I sit there and I'm like, Oh, I feel so bad. Or, you know, that guilt comes over you, but then you give yourself grace that like, that was a hard moment. I'm going to learn from it, do better and grow and do better next time. But yeah. Oh, so real. Yeah. And the reality is our kids need to project on us and sometimes like emotionally vomit on us. And if we're taking all of those moments personally and turning it into guilt, then we're really just blocking ourselves from moving forward and being the well mother being, Mm -hmm. meaning the mom that's in wellness. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to share at the end when I share my therapy part about how you can actually use guilt in a process called emotional assimilation, you can get information from it. You can let it move through you and Mm -hmm. make sense of it and then keep walking forward. Um, Because I do think there's opportunities where the guilt has information around how we might want to show up differently next time. And at the foundation of all of that, we have to give ourselves grace. In my tuned in parenting course, um, we talk about all these topics and then I give little nuggets of practices to be using. And, um, one of the practices I really underline is the bounce back. And I created the bounce back when Kendall, my husband was having a lot of moments where he got stuck in guilt after he had a really human parenting moment, you know, he's a really kind and, um, yeah, just a huge heart an open-hearted person. And so, and he's also human and with, at the time, probably three and five-year-old and four and six, he would have moments when he would lose his temper because it's a lot and, um, and just brief moments. And what he would do is he would get stuck in a cloud after it was like, 
instead of, oh, I just had a moment. Let me model to my child coming back to center, saying, sorry, I wish I had done it this way and moving forward. He would go down dark. I mean, quite literally, he would go into his office, like down below and like have a moment. And I started sending him basketball emojis and saying, come on, bounce back. Like, how's your, I love that. Yeah. Like, how's your, come on, just like bounce back. We want you here. We don't care. What Mm -hmm. we do care is when we lose you after, like when we lose you you after. When your kids see that, like I have moments where I lose it and then I am like, oh, I bounce back, which I love that term because that fits into my, my world and my family so, so well. And sometimes I think, okay, I just lost my crap. How can I teach my children that they're going to be human too? So when this accidentally happens or they get caught in a moment where they get frustrated and this happens, I'm, I'm they're, they're watching me. So how I respond and how I bounce back and how I switch that into grace is, is how they're going to see and how they're going to act. Like they're going to be a mirror of us. Right. So that's true. Like, it's so cool that he has you to encourage him in that. And it's so real. And I know he doesn't mind us sharing this because this is real for moms and dads and stepmoms and stepdads and grandmas and grandpas. Like it's real or human, but it's uh it's so powerful to see it that way. I love the bounce back. And it's, it's, it sounds simple, but it's really hard because in yeah. order to bounce back, you have to have fostered a lot of self-compassion and a lot of self-acceptance and love. And there has to be a softening like, okay, Sophie, if I'm talking to myself in that moment, you had a moment, you kind of <laughs> lost yourself. It wasn't cool. You wish you had done it differently and it's okay. And like, how can I come back into the space now with grace and presence? And the word that pops in my mind is humility. Like you have to be able to have humility in those moments because mm-hmm. it's not cool. And sometimes I stop and think like, what did I just look like in front of my kids or in front of my husband or in front of, you know, the people at the grocery store that just saw me lose it with the kids, you know, but then having that humility and bringing it back, like that's all that we can all do. Cause it's super real. I think getting really good at the bounce back and then the repair because mm-hmm. that's really what relationship is, is rupture and repair. We just do it over and over again. And when we stay in the rupture with our kids, with our partners, with our self, we don't let ourselves have the repair. And then there's just disconnect. And then we expect, we expect our kids to, to listen to our boundaries or our directions when they're in a place of, they've basically just gotten the message. You don't actually care about me. Like I'm not worthy of your apology but then you want me to do what you say? It's like, it's it's really shifting that so that um, we just let there be messy moments and then we come back to center. Um, but I know you had asked, when do I get guilty? And I'm trying to think, um, there, there's of course times I've really worked on this one because I used to walk through the world as if in any moment, everything was my fault. And I see it in a lot of sensitive kids that I work with. They over-personalize things and like, something's happening in their classroom or in their family. And like, it immediately gets internalized to like, I did something wrong. This is about me. And so I think seeing that amplified has really helped me know that it's not about me. Um, And generally, yeah, at least in my practice, what I know that people have to project on me to have their process. Like that's part of how we grow is, for there to be projections and messy stuff. And then we work through it. So an example might be um, like a mom that just gets super impatient and feels like I didn't show up for her in the way she wanted me to. It's like, oh, wow. you like, this is what's in the space. Like, let's work with that. Like, how could I 
how could I show up differently? And so that we can repair something. And, and I know that because it's, it's not actually in my family that it's not about me. Like I didn't even know that person six months ago and we get to work through it. And so that's really helped me in my family see that when, you know, one of the kiddos feels like I really, like I did something horribly wrong. Let's say I accidentally got black marker on Everett's new shoes. Like it was not good. Like I was, I can't remember how it happened. Like something like that was really like for her, I just uh, violated her, her whole human being self. (laughs) And it's like, okay. So now what we're working with is she's in devastation and grief. And that's okay. Because for her, it's a really big deal. I'm sorry that that happened. I'm not going to get stuck in guilt. It just, now we just have to work with what's here. And we'll mm-hmm. let this wave come down and then I'll apologize. But I try to just stay in the moment in those moments and not get stuck in wishing I didn't put the black marker on the shoes because it's happened. When there's beauty in the moment, there's something that's being taught by it. And it, it seems like the world is over in the moment, but then, you know, she probably learned something through it and everything happens. Like it's, it's a beautiful thing. I am curious because I love learning from you aside from all of this. Like, I want to hear more what you have with your incredible brain and all the science behind the guilt, the grace before. Yeah. Do you want me to share oil first or do you want to share your side first? I'll share, I'll share this first. And, but um, yeah, I the love reason I was pausing, you. yeah, the reason I was pausing is because um, I was realizing, I was like, how can I be even more vulnerable in this moment? Because I kind of just brushed off the question and said, I don't feel guilt because I definitely do. I think where I'm still stuck around it is I feel a lot of guilt in friendships. Like I'm really still like, if I don't call someone back or if I, I get, yeah, I just get stuck sometimes like in feeling like obligations, like I should go to this thing, even if I feel like resting or I should show up for a friend's birthday, even if it's, yeah, it's not really feeling great to me. And I, I kind of get stuck in the guilt loops instead of just letting there be clear conversation and, and, um, yeah, just honest. Ooh, conversation. Word, I love the word guilt loop. Cause mm-hmm. it's so true. Like you could get stuck in it and stay in it and stay in it in all situations, or you can get in it and then recognize it and get out of it too. But I hadn't thought about it like that, but you have one day you were meeting up for a friend with coffee or something later. And you had made a comment of like, you could see that there was like guilt there. Of like, I don't know if I, if I'm trying to go. have coffee with her. Yeah. So I remember you have talked about that and, and friendships, that's actually so real because my best friend, my other sister-in-law with the other brother, I do have very much guilt. And I was thinking about this because I don't, it, the time difference is hard and, and I love her to death. She's been my best friend since high school. When my oldest brother was separated and divorced, then they got together. So my literal real life best friend became my sister-in-law and, um, I very much with the time difference, eight hours and just kids and life and everything. I also am a person that I want to show up and connect in the moment real. Like if I'm not going to have the energy and time to actually send someone a legit audio or phone call, I just don't answer the phone. And so sometimes I have guilt about that, but I'm also like, but my intentions in my heart are good too. So the friendship guilt is a real thing. I can see that for sure. Yeah. And I think it's a gray area and this is the perfect segue into the theory I want to share because I think we have to be really gentle with ourselves when guilt comes up because it's generally a younger part of ourselves that's getting activated, especially if you're a sensitive person, any six-year-old part of you that got yelled at to stop 
like just having fun when you were having fun, got the message like, oh no, I'm bad. There's something wrong. So you're dealing with really little hurting parts. And, um, and then sometimes the guilt has information. Like sometimes the guilt actually shows me where in the friendship example, where I can just really isolate and then end up not showing up to my commitments to the people that I love. And sometimes there's been conversations with friends where I realize, like, oh, it's not very much they want. Like they actually just want me to check in with them with a hello, love you text every now and then. And I just like check out. I know we both have that part a little bit. And so sometimes I can listen to the guilt and have a conversation with someone and myself and realize there's a small behavior shift that that's actually going to help me be more in integrity. So I'm going to share the link to this process of emotional assimilation that has really supported me and a lot of friends and clients. And um, it's based off Bill Plotkin's book, Wild Mind, which, which connects to a lot of Jungian therapy, which is um, my main field of study at the moment. And basically there's four steps to understanding a feeling. Step one is you just experience the raw feeling. So you like without any interpretation and without any censoring, you just feel it in your body and you visualize or even you act out it moving through. So if I'm feeling shame, I might hunch over and be like, oh my God, I feel so, I feel like I want to hide. If I'm feeling anger, I might imagine like kicking someone in the face or, you know, with some clients, it's like punch the air with guilt. It can be really icky. It's like, oh, I really wish that didn't happen. You actually experience it and like without making stories around it. Step two is compassionate self-inquiry. So you actually ask yourself some questions about the feeling and get information. So for guilt, the questions are, what is expected of me? What do I expect of myself? What are the right ways for me to be and act? What are my genuine values? And which ones have I violated knowingly or unknowingly? Like maybe there's a moment you did cross your own boundaries and you have to feel into like, oh, I did that. And how do I make things right again with myself or others? Um, And so you're asking yourself, you could journal about it. And there's questions for every emotion. Step three is you express with integrity. So you have the repair. You say like, I'm sorry, I didn't. I'm sorry, I lost my cool this morning. And then step four, really important. You review the cycle so that it can land and you let it go. And I let you just let it go. And I love Bill Plotkin in his book says, the la- in the last step, you laugh with yourself and others about the adventure of being human. I love that so much. And the let it go and the bounce pack that all ties in. And mm-hmm. the part where you said like, and I, I do this often with my sons and I, and I reminds me like, I'm sorry for losing my, or saying that I'm sorry. You know, there's so much beauty as the adult in someone's life, or even just the partner or friend of being real and being like, I'm sorry, I messed up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I'm human. And that's so true. It is. An, and it's an adventure mm-hmm. more than ever. That's so, so cool. You guys know, I always tie an essential oil into this. And this was one that came without a doubt. It's one of my favorite. It's like in my top five, it's called peace, the reassuring blend. And this one, even when I talk about it, it like, I literally like my central nervous system, like calms. And so we both have this oil out with us right now. Peace is the reassuring blend. It is a blend of vetiver, lavender, ylang-ylang, frankincense, clary sage, marjoram, and spearmint. So this one has so many grounding, calming, rooted oils in it. And this blend for me is, I mean, it's got me through some really hard times. (laughs) Postpartum depression, you know, relationship things and divorce. And this one is just so, I don't know, it's so calming to me. All things, anxiety and stress and 
when the guilt and the shame come about. And so I want to read about it real quick, just on the emotional side. This is one that when I sit with it and I do some deep breaths and I apply it topically on my wrist and my chest, it's just like, it helps you when you're in that guilt to get your mind back in the right place. Like there's a beautiful connection. Um, what is it called right here? I'm factory. Oh, factory. Yeah. Let's talk about this one again. Uh, the olfactory system. It's not just a, it doesn't just smell good. There's a chemical reaction in your brain and it's, it's very powerful. And so sometimes I really believe that you need to have natural tools to help reset the mind and then work with these concepts like Sophie is sharing with you as well. So I'm going to share with you real quick, the emotional side of peace, the reassuring blend. It says peace invites individuals to trust in divine goodness and grace. It invites individuals to also connect to the true source of unending peace and let go of control and excess attachments in order to experience the incredible peace that flows from the divine. Peace also affirms that no amount of control or effort can fill the empty soul. And for me, this just ties back to like, you you get it back together, you get in that place. You mentioned about community in the very beginning and how powerful that is. Like, you're not alone when you are in guilt and shame. Like. It that almost makes you stay in that loop of guilt, thinking that it's only me, only I feel this way, only I'm the only mom that did this, I'm the only friend that didn't show up. You're not, you're you're here, and we're in this together. And I hope this episode like really touches your heart and is like a warm hug for you that you're not alone and that you got this, and we're here for you. So much power in just sending someone a text when you're feeling guilty about something and getting some extra love, like. You're not alone in that moment. You did a thing and it's okay. Um, Absolutely. So I'm going to do this. I'm going to send two messages tonight. I'm going to get the boys and I'm going to send a couple of friends some messages just that I'm thinking of them. So we encourage you guys to, after this, or just right now, write a friend, write someone or talk to your kids in a, in a way that would support that grace over guilt mentality. Totally. Yay. So Kendra, how can you lead even more with your heart in family and purpose this week? Yes. I love when we end these because they just feel so, I'm going to lead with grace. And that might sound so like typical of this conversation, but I love being human with my kids because that's the only way they're going to know that it's okay in all aspects, you know, and showing up in that humanness and giving yourself grace and, um, just being real. So I'm going to lead my heart with some really powerful grace. How are you going to lead sister? Sophie? I am going to lead with grace around my perfectionism because mm. I get into the perfectionism. I like want it to be a certain way and then it's not. And then I'm mad at myself for being that way. It's like that loop instead of just mm-hmm. allow it, the perfectionism will likely be there. It's a part of me. And how can I just have grace with it? Like, okay, hello, part of me that tries to protect me from feeling anything. You know, it's like, that's really (laughs) what it is. It's protecting me and I'm grateful for it. So um, how can I make parts of me like that um, welcome instead of wrong? And then I can more easily move into grace. Okay, we did another one. So happy to be here with you all. And just thanks for listening. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.